Well, it is a scorching hot week around the Heartland, and it's great to be with you. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's kind of the time of year where you feel like you should be getting ready for Big 12 media days or should be getting ready for, you know, the college football season like it's August. (laughs) Nope, nope, it's just mid-May. And uh, I'm in Kansas City, but I know many of you uh, around Big 12 country are feeling the heat this week. So uh, bear with us. Bear with us as we uh, get things going. No, we're not close to college football season being here, but but we do have college football odds that are out. And I'm pretty surprised by some of these. I'll also give you my best value pick coming up here in a couple of minutes. But uh, as always, if you're on the radio show, we love you guys on the radio. If you're on the podcast... Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you take out 30 seconds and leave me that rating and a review. And it's really a big way that helps this show grow. So we're very grateful for those of you that do take out a few minutes and do that. So the odds came out um, early 2022 Big 12 football odds came out from betonline.ag. And here's what they look like. The Oklahoma Sooners are the favorites to win the Big 12 in 2022 at 7-4. Then you've got the Texas Longhorns with the second-best odds at 2-1. You've got Oklahoma State at 5-1, third-best odds in the conference. At number four is Baylor at 15-2 odds. After Baylor... Comes Iowa State twelve to one, TCU fourteen to one, and then falling down from there, Texas Tech forty to one, West Virginia forty to one, Kansas State fifty to one, and Kansas as three hundred to one odds to win the Big Twelve Conference next year. So Oklahoma, to be clear, is a is a big time favorite compared to the other teams. I mean, I guess Texas is pretty close at two to one for Oklahoma. What it basically means is four dollars wins you seven. So for Texas, it's two to one, meaning one dollar wins you two, and then you go on down the line from there. You know, I think it's fair to sit here and say the Oklahoma Sooners are the favorite based on the pure talent. But can we not forget that you know Dylan Gabriel? And I say this with all the love. I mean, Oklahoma fans should feel good about things. Jeff Lebby at offensive coordinator, what he did at Old Miss, very impressive. Worked with Dylan Gabriel, of course, when he was at UCF before the move to Ole Miss. So it, it, you sit here and you feel good about where the offense is. But I, I, I do think there's a sense that Oklahoma fans are a bit spoiled in terms of what they've seen on the offensive side of the ball under Lincoln Riley. And that that is just naturally duplicated under the next regime. And it's not. I know Oklahoma fans hate Lincoln Riley. Heck, you have every right to hate Lincoln Riley, and I think Lincoln Riley's a tool bag. But with that being said, the guy was and is an offensive mastermind and a genius. And you don't just replace that easily. I think Jeff Levy can be that guy. I think he can run a really good offense. We know he has the history to do it. But, you know, there still is a drop-off, especially when your head coach is obviously more of a defensive guy, which is fine. Because the flip side of that argument is, well, Pete, you know, Oklahoma's offense may take a slight step back, but the defense is going to have much more of a focus on it 
with Brent Venables doing his thing and making his mark. And I, I agree that is likely to be the case. But they do lose a lot of talent from last year's defense, a lot of guys who were picked in the NFL draft, right, on that side of the ball. So that's something to be considered as well. And and Venables, I mean, he's got a great group of, to mold and to teach and to curate. But let's not forget, for the most part, they're not his guys, right? They're not his guys that he recruited, that he brought in. Doesn't mean he can't coach them up and make them a great defense, but it is a little bit different as well. So that's something that needs to be noted here and should be discussed as we talk about the Oklahoma Sooners in 2022. Now, Texas having the second best odds at 2-1, to one, remember how Vegas works and how these odds work, not just about who Vegas thinks is going to win, but also how they end up making money. I think that's important as well as we have this conversation. So in sports betting, I mean, it's always obvious that Texas, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC, Alabama, you know, they always get bet more than, uh, you know, your bailers of the world just because people want to bet on their teams. They want to bet on teams that they're going to watch play, right? That's why the money, and this is just a little bit of a sports betting tip, but uh, the lines are the hardest to predict in the games that everybody is betting. Notre Dame plays Ohio State. The whole world's betting that. You can find value if you know what you're doing. I've always been told, if you know what you're doing, you bet, like, the lower-tier games that less people are likely to watch because that's where you can find value, and that's where if you know what you're doing and know what you're talking about and, you know, know how these games are going to go, that's where you can make a buck or two. So it's natural that even though Texas finished 5-7, and seven, and I know it's Texas, there's all the hype around them again, they've got the second-best odds people are going to bet them at two to one because they want to bet Texas. And by the way, Vegas will probably make money on that because uh, history will tell us Texas is more likely than not to underachieve. Remember, that's a fact that I'm sharing with you, Texas fans. I'm not doing this to knock you. It's a fact. History tells us that if you're going to sit here and say, but the talent, the talent's been there for a decade plus and it hasn't turned into Big 12 titles. It hasn't. That's a fact. Oklahoma State at 5-1, to one, third best odds in the conference. Now, here's the thing. I don't think Oklahoma State's a good bet at 5-1. to one. I think, you know, they, they lost a lot. Uh, there still are things to figure out on the lines. And while I have all the confidence in, in Mike Gundy, 5-1 to one odds for Oklahoma State is too high for me. It's just too high. I'd have Oklahoma State probably more in the 8-1, to 10-1 to 1 range in terms of odds to win the Big 12. And then Baylor is at fourth at 15-2, to 2, which is basically, if you want to break it down, it's like 7-8-1 to 1 is basically where Baylor is. Th- that's fine. And, you know, frankly, I think if you want to talk about a, a, a just a good bet, Baylor repeating as Big 12 champs is not out of the question. In fact, there's a lot of reason to like that bet at Baylor at, you know, seven or eight to one. They return a lot of key pieces on offense and uh, defensive lines. You know, you got Blake Shapin now a quarterback who's going to be the starter. By the way, I think that's an upgrade over Gary Bohannon, who has since transferred to USF. But, I, you know, if, if Baylor returned the team and, and Baylor had the word Texas on its jersey, they'd be the favorites in the Big 12. 
So if you want to just talk about, you know, odds that that give you good return, it's Baylor at 15 to 2. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And then after that, Iowa State 12 to 1. And, you know, I like Iowa State, but you're breaking in a new quarterback in Hunter Deckers who has an immense amount of talent. And I like the guy because he's left-handed, baby. I love lefties. And I mean that left-handed people. I'll leave it at that. Uh, But I like Iowa State. But, you know, to win the Big 12 this year, not going to jump on that bandwagon. Not that there is a bandwagon, but not going to jump on that right now. TCU at 14-1. to I think there's some growing pains for TCU under Sonny Dykes. I, I believe there are some growing pains there. I think that's, uh, that's, that's way too high for TCU. But then you go down to Texas Tech, West Virginia. They're both 40-1. to K-State is 50-1, to and Kansas is 300-1. to and, and listen, I'm a Lance Leipold guy. I think that they are going to turn things around over time in Lawrence. I love the transfers coming in, Kai Thomas in the backfield. But with that being said, I don't think I'd bet Kansas at 3,000 to 1. There's just zero chance that Kansas is going to win the big, like zero chance. Forget 300 to 1, I wouldn't bet 3,000 to 1. If you want to find value, though, at the bottom, I find value in Texas Tech at 40 to 1 with what Joey McGuire has brought in and turned over there. And, you know, K-State at 50-1, to 1, there's value there as well. Talk about bringing in Adrian Martinez, a quarterback who – Adrian Martinez is not a Heisman guy, but you talk about an experienced Power 5 quarterback who, if he can limit mistakes and learn Colin Klein's system fast with Deuce Vaughn, K-State can be in that dark horse conversation, and they have the second-worst odds – in the Big 12 at 50 to 1. Once again, I'm talking value here. And then I think you look at Texas Tech under Joey McGuire, what they brought in, and what the possibilities are in West Texas at 40 to 1, and say, I like Tech at 40 to 1 better than I like West Virginia at 40 to 1. So we're going deep down the value sheet here, but that's that's what makes it fun this time of year, looking at the value. All right, for the uh, for the Big 12 and looking at these odds. Pete Mundo on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It's good to be with you. Hey, you know what's this weekend, by the way? The Big 12 softball tournament's taking place this weekend. And we've got our guy, Brian Clinton, who is down there. You read him all the time on the site. He is down there in uh, Bricktown in Oklahoma City covering all three days. So we're going to have a lot of written content that's going to be up on the site, uh, live from the Big 12 softball tournament, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week. So uh, if you're a softball fan, and by the way, softball is the fastest-growing college sport in terms of popularity. It is huge. We know Oklahoma is the best team in the country. They're the heavy favorite. But still, it's going to be a fun three days down there in Bricktown. And I hope that you'll check out the site and follow up with what uh, Brian is going to be doing down there. First time we've covered this tournament, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that we are adding it to our arsenal of Big 12 events that we are going to be covering here at Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. We have much more with you. i got to dive into a Big 12 quarterback making a move in the transfer portal, what that means, and his decision. Much more coming up next. Hey, if you're a Big 12 fan, by the way, uh, please note that we've got podcasts, new podcast shows that are dropping. Uh, we have launched a Bedlam podcast covering Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We've got a Kansas podcast coming your way soon as well. Uh, Texas, Texas Tech, all going to be covered. So 
if you are someone, by the way, who is in the podcast space, who knows these Big 12 teams well, reach out to me. We'll see if we can uh, find a fit for you. But, you know, we're not taking anybody. Got to be halfway decent. You can email me, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. And as always, leave that rating and review on this show. It helps tremendously, and I'm sending you a free koozie when you leave a rating and a review. And send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. So uh, Gary Bohannon leaving Baylor, and he is going to USF to compete for the quarterback job down there. The former Baylor quarterback could have gone to Oklahoma or Missouri and decided instead on South Florida. And frankly, it was the right move for him. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Great to be here with you as always. So, uh, you know, if you're Gary Bohannon, do you want to go to USF, South Florida, where you can be the starter? Or do you go to Oklahoma, where you're the backup to Dylan Gabriel, barring something unforeseen, you just light it up in summer camp, or, uh, you know, Gabriel gets hurt? You're probably not going to be the guy, especially since Gabriel's got the connection with Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator, right? It's not likely to happen. Uh, and that's something that, you know, should be noted. And and in this day and age of, of name, image, likeness, Gary Bohannon can go off at USF. He could get an NIL deal. And then you got a situation where the guy's making some money. I don't know if Gary Bohannon is going to be an NFL quarterback. He won't be based on what I've seen. But that's how this NIL thing also changes the name of the game. It changes the name of the game because in some instances, guys are more likely – to go play at a USF in the AAC than hope to possibly play for a little bit at Oklahoma. It makes all the sense in the world. And it's one of those things as I've been, you know, following where guys are going and what they're doing and what may end up happening moving forward. I say there's that angle of it that I think NIL could be a good thing, could be a beneficial thing. The five-star guys who are going to get huge, you know, NIL deals, they were already going to Alabama. They were already going to Texas. They're already going to go to USC or Oregon or, you know, wherever, Ohio State, right? That wasn't going to change. But if a guy like Gary Bohannon can go to a place like USF and make some money, all of a sudden then you've got a pretty interesting situation on your hands where he's not going to go to USF, put together a good season, make some money, and then go to Ohio State, right? It's not going to happen. So while, trust me, I think this NIL thing needs a lot of work. The NCAA is absolutely useless on most of this stuff. There is an angle like this that um, I think is worth noting at the very least. It's at very least worth noting. Now, elsewhere around the Big 12, I saw Jamie Pollard, the Iowa State Athletic Director, who's an absolute stud. <laughs> we got to get Jamie Pollard back on the show soon. That's what I have to do. Jamie Pollard's one of the best guests that you can have. I, I love having that guy on the show. So he tweeted something out, and uh, it's something worth noting. In the day and age of college football, where the turnover is absolutely crazy. Jamie Pollard shared on Twitter this week, Iowa State AD, in 2016, there were 28 new FBS head coaches hired, including Matt Campbell. 
Unfortunately, only eight are still the head coach. We are excited that Coach Campbell is one of those eight. We are building it the right way in Ames with the right people, proving that culture wins. Go Cyclones. Now, that was not just a way for Jamie Pollard to toot his own horn, which he should be when you hire Matt Campbell. (laughs) All right? But it was also a way to say, you know, we're not going to be up here throwing out NIL deals like it's candy and literally trying to buy players, which is what is happening in college sports right now. That's not what we are going to do. We have Matt Campbell. We have a guy who, by the way, just put several players into the NFL, got drafted from Brees Hall in the second round by the Jets to Mr. Irrelevance in Brock Purdy to undrafted guys like Mike Rose, which, by the way, I can't believe Mike Rose went undrafted. I know I'm not an NFL scout. I just watched the Big 12. But, and you know, I'm here in Kansas City, so the Chiefs getting Mike Rose, I'm like, dang! That's a steal. And he is a perfect fit for the Chiefs. Culturally speaking, he's a great fit. It's going to be tough for him to make the team, uh, at least, you know, just because of the fact that the Chiefs have drafted linebackers, I think, each of the last three years in the second round. But what a great fit and what a steal for a guy who, if you go back to last year, Mike Rose was being talked about as a first-round NFL draft pick after he won Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. I know there's more that goes into it, but still, I mean, it's pretty amazing. But if you're Iowa State, you know, I know that this NIL stuff can very much hurt you, right, as teams with deeper pockets and bigger boosters start basically buying players. But as long as you've got Matt Campbell, you're in a much better spot than still the vast majority of college football programs. You are. I mean, Matt Campbell is proving that he can put guys into the NFL, and that is as big of a part of this as any. Yes, guys want to go win college football games. Yes, sure, they want a great atmosphere. But if you're a really a three-star or above, or heck, you know, there's plenty of two-stars who end up in the NFL. But a three-star and above, you want to also know that wherever you're going, you've got a chance that if you work your tail off, you listen to the coaching staff, you buy into the program, you can play at the next level. You can go to the NFL. And Matt Campbell for Iowa State just had his best NFL draft. And that should not be understated by Iowa State fans, by Big 12 fans, by just people following college football. That Because Matt, what Matt Campbell's done has really been, you know, without this crop of guys going to the NFL and then seeing what they can do. Right? I mean, if Charlie Kohler, who I think is a steal by the Ravens, Charlie Kohler becomes a stud tight end in the NFL or just a productive NFL tight end. If Brees Hall takes New York City by storm and people are like, this dude went to Iowa State, half the people in New York didn't even know there was an Iowa State. You know, they just thought it was University of Iowa. I'm saying that facetiously, but you get the point. That opens up, I mean, the world opens up to Matt Campbell and Iowa State football even further beyond what it already has been. And I don't think something like that should be understated as we talk about the future of the Big 12 and, you know, where this league ultimately does end up going from here. So I wanted to make sure that I uh, put that on the radar here as we moved along in the show. Now, uh, speaking of all this NIL stuff, uh, Texas Longhorns. Piece was written here by orangebloods.com. You all know them, big Texas site talking about how Texas fans should embrace the idea of being the New York Yankees of college football. 
And the premise is everyone knows the Yankees buy their players. It is what it is. It's Major League Baseball, and people know the Yankees are going to spend a ton of money to try to win championships. And they're going to complain about it, and they're going to hem and haw about it, and moan about it. But in the end, that's how the sport works. And the premise was, you know, Texas fans should embrace being the New York Yankees of college football. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, this is a new world order, at least for now. And it's the Wild West. And Texas stands to benefit a lot with enormous pockets, the biggest revenues of any program in college football. So, sure, embrace it. But here's the thing. I mean, there's there's this kind of mentality that, oh, now Texas is going to buy the best players, as if Texas wasn't already recruiting the best players. <laughs> like, what do you, like, this notion that Texas somehow has not had access to great football players? Like, I, I, I'm confused by that. I'm very much confused by that, all right? Because when I look at the recruiting rankings for 2022, I see Texas at five in the nation, all right? Uh, when I go back to 2021, I see Texas at, and they were further down back then because it was the first year of Steve Sarkeesian. I see him at 15, all right? Let's go to 2020, and I'm using 247 Sports, just so we're all on the same page here. Uh, I see him at 8. You get the point. Texas's problem is not access to great players. And that's where Texas fans, all right, you guys have had the great players. That has not been your problem. And if you think it has been, you're fooling yourself. The quality of athlete, the quality of player, raw talent is not the problem in Austin. I promise you. I promise you it's not. That's it for us. Hey, before we wrap it up, take 30 seconds out. Do me a solid. Leave a rating and a review on the show. I'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave me a rating and a review. And then send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. On iTunes, just hit that five-star button. Write something a little nice, and uh, you're off to the races. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon on heartlandcollegesports.com.